back with Vershawn Jackson, powered by Bauer, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. I'm back. <laughs> Weekend. Wow. What was we talking about, man? Oh, uh, well, we were talking about Casey. Right yeah, Casey Thompson, uh, who was uh, transferred to Florida Atlantic. Is it official? It is official now. We're kind of talking about his legacy and particularly comparing him to Adrian Martinez, uh, which uh, I think they actually had a pretty similar, when I look back at it, their stats uh, from their best season here at Nebraska. Of course, Casey had one, but Adrian's best season at Nebraska. Uh, so here's here's the breakdown here. Casey Thompson last year, 2,407 yards, 17 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions on 63% passing. Of course, this was in 10 games, um, uh, so, you know, missed a few games there, 4-6, and six. As a starter, as far as the record goes, uh, five touchdowns on the ground, negative 21 yards rushing. Of course, not much of a rushing threat, but did get in the end zone five times. You compare that to Adrian, who had about 210 more yards, had one more game, so 2,617 yards in 2018. Same number of touchdowns, 17 Eight interceptions, so a little, you know, a couple less interceptions. Sixty-five percent passing compared to Casey's sixty-three percent. Um, the only big difference there is obviously Adrian's uh, attack on the ground game. Six hundred twenty-nine rushing yards compared to the negative twenty-one for Casey Thompson. Uh, but Adrian with eight touchdowns compared to Casey's five on the ground. Um, this is in eleven games, so his numbers should be a little bit more inflated as they were, but pretty similar, I, I suppose, if you look at him in, in, in that year too for Casey or for Adrian, I should say. Uh, I believe trying to think back so they lost that game I think they so I think he was four and seven as a starter that year uh, of course had had some other seasons as well but I think his freshman season was his best one statistically yeah I I'm, like I said I think Trey Palmer is uh handling his business he's doing he's doing what he's supposed to do um, just as a player he's following the rules and and he's hitting the jackpot he's super hitting the jackpot because you know, to go to three different schools in your career, whoever thought 20 years ago you could go to three schools and get paid from all three. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a Just, different time in college football, that's for sure, because he did – he mentioned it, you know, at the at Texas too. You know, and, and he was – he said there's a handful of guys – I believe it was him or maybe it was Bajan Robinson, but uh, that, that said that there was only like a handful of guys that really get the big deals, like four or five even on the Texas team. And the Texas team as well now, I mean, their offensive line uh, gets a nice deal. So, I mean, that, that might be uh, changing uh, in our ever-changing NIL world. But, um, you know, you, you had to figure he's one of the guys to, to cash in at Texas. So – very strange to, to kind of say, but, I mean, these guys are um, closer to employees and, and guys that can look for pay raises and stuff like that than they've ever been. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's go to the walk-on. All right, yeah, let's get let's into some of the news uh, from yesterday. Um, maybe got a hint at this from a few days ago when Matt Rule was talking about John Bullock, the linebacker, uh, relatively unknown, has played some special teams the last couple of years. Uh, he said that he might have a future at the NFL. I kind of like, whoa, you know, you kind of who's this? Who's this? And then, of course, yesterday uh, at, at a luncheon, he uh, he had a, a speech that he gave and announced a few different things. Um, 
pretty much put your puts everybody's uh, minds at ease as far as the 85 scholarship limit. They they seem to be good there. So much so that they are giving uh, guys that that have earned scholarships their scholarships. Tied in Nate Borkatur, of course, played a prominent role last season and started the spring game for what that's worth in a in a loaded tight end room or at least a very ballyhooed tight end room. Uh, and linebacker John Bullock, who I just previously mentioned, um, have been placed on scholarship. Very interesting because Bullock, I, I don't, I, you know, that linebacker room we look at as maybe a little thin, looking for playmakers to come in, the MJ Shermans, the Chief Borders, um, you know, the, from the transfer portal. Maybe one of your starters was right there all along, and John Bullock, they moved from safety to linebacker. Also interesting to note, though, uh, at 210 pounds, uh, that's that's what John Bullock is right now. You, you know, might have to the bulk up. They, again, they moved him from safety, or he might be kind of your um, versatile linebacker that can kind of, you know, more closer to a guy that, that'll move to the second level and defend uh, rather than creeping up to the front line. But I'm not sure. Maybe maybe at two tens he can also, um, you know, jump on that front line in, in, in you know, obvious rush situations. But uh, we'll kind of see how they use them. Either way, Always exciting for walk-ons to, to earn their scholarship, a special moment for any team and a special moment for those players. Um, but not something I, I don't think necessarily was a given uh, all along just because of the, the scholarship crunch they were the, that they had. Yeah, I, I mean, it, this is college football. There's there's guys are want to be bamming the doors down to play for Nebraska. So, But I think Bullock, if you really looked at the defensive performance of the spring game, was a rather pleasant surprise. Surprise, surprise. And the thing that I liked about the kid was he liked to mix it up. Mm. And I'm talking about he loved to run through stuff. He wasn't just tackling. He was hitting. And, I, I, I mean, at 210 pounds, it doesn't scare me. It wakes me up and says, who's this smell like? Terrell Farley, mm. Eric Johnson. All those fast linebackers that you need that that that, that has have a nose for the ball and that can hit. Bruh, I think I think that's the sleeper. What what number is he? So the fans know. Uh, yeah, right now number thirty five. You never know with uh with that uh, deal where they have the the uh where if you earn a a single digit number maybe move up. But I think you'll see him at thirty five uh this year. Also interesting to note, his brother plays on the team as well as a redshirt freshman wide receiver for the Huskers. So um you know hats off to the Bullock family. Maybe you see maybe it's in the blood. Maybe he'll make an impact at some point in his career. But this is a cool story because Bullock has been at Nebraska for a few years now. He redshirted in twenty nineteen. The twenty twenty season uh he did not play in a game um and and so you know that season obviously didn't count toward his eligibility one way or the other because it didn't for anybody with the COVID season and then in 2021 he, pl he played special teams I think had like five or six tackles and then last year just one uh one tackle on kickoff coverage uh, against Purdue so um you know maybe this is a change in how uh how the how the team is, is seen from from the coaches or maybe it's just a huge step up from Bullock finally. And, you know, I think it's probably a combination of both from Bullock finally, you know, making that move and being ready. Again, he had been playing safety, too. So that's a, another thing that's um, interesting in all of this is the move that the, the defense. So you have to give the coaches credit for that move and seeing something and, and having it pay off already. Um, but it's uh, it's it's very cool. It's very cool to see that sort of story. We've, we've had it over the years. The walk-ons are often, you know, or I should say former walk-ons now, are often some of the favorite players, the favorite stories for Nebraska, especially if they're if they're from the state, and uh, so I mean he's going to be an easy guy to root for um, in a room again that 
that needs some depth, needs some people. I mean, you know uh, that you've got some guys there uh, in Luke Reimer and Nick Henrich, but both those guys were banged up last year. I, I don't know if you saw their best football. Um, so it's not just it, you know it's it's not just the starters. You're kind of looking for depth there, and, and he looks like a piece that they're they're definitely going to rely on. And you know from from going from you know maybe can he start, can he do all this to what coach rule says which is he's got a, a future in the nfl i mean that's high praise he doesn't just throw that out toward anyone so i expect a, a big contribution from a guy that a relatively unknown guy even to myself a week ago uh that that's had one tackle but you got to believe the coaches when they when they throw out that much praise the, the one thing you can't you, you, you can say is motor hmm. motor a motor a great motor will get you close to the nfl now, the discipline part, the X's and O's, the do you know what you're doing, and then do you get there with reckless abandon, that will keep you in the NFL. And I think when Coach Rule sees that, he sees the foundation of an NFL player, that if he continues to grow, he continues to get bigger, stronger, faster, smarter, he can play on that next level because of his motor. It does not stop. Go back and watch the spring game and watch number 35. Mm. That's all I can tell you. And, of course, he's – I mean, as part of the story, he's kind of the, the – I guess the the one that, that draws your eyes just because, um, you know, relatively unimpactful so far in his career. So, to have this praise thrown at him, uh, it's kind of been the John Bullock show the last couple of days. But Nate Borkature is certainly a guy that, that's thrown in here that, that's earned it, um, played a lot at tight end last year, and I think – you know, I, I, I and we've said this before. We saw it in the spring game. I mean, he might start right now if you're talking about a tight end. So certainly would be a guy um, that's deserving of this scholarship. But we talk about Thomas Fedon. We talk about Eric Gilbert. If he can get that that waiver to play this year and how loaded that tight end room uh, might be, often left out of the conversation is Borkature, and he could be the top tight end in the room. Well, he is the top tight end in the room right now. Um, I mean, he played last year. He proved that in the game. I, I only I, I told you guys the only thing I was going to go off of was the spring game. Mm-hmm. I'm not going off of last year. Last year is over with. It, you can't bring last year back again. But what they did in that spring game is the things that they're going to use as a base to get better. Spring game, to me, um, should make or break a college athlete because if he if he does well he's on notice like 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 uh bullocks if he if he doesn't do as well well you got to get rid of some scholarships yeah transfer portals open you know so i i I, i'm i'm excited to see what we're going to continue to do i'm excited to see what type of developments happen over the summer right now that this part of a football player's career is probably the most critical part going into a fall season. You guys can ask me why. <laughs> well, I know you and, and you and Terrell kind of talk about it when when this conversation comes up is, you know, stay in town. You know, you might go home maybe for a week or whatever, but other than that, stay in town, build that chemistry. You don't necessarily have the have to have the coaches involved. Um, but what I mean, I'll go ahead and ask for everybody kind of what else what I mean? What are you kind of? What is what is your kind of saying there when you're saying this is the time uh, to to get better? Because usually you think of that on the field in the spring. But what are, what are the players doing as they prepare to get back into summer camp? 
Number one, you're working out. Hopefully twice a day. That's number one. Number two, you are getting in your playbook and you're watching film. Everybody there should be in their playbook and they should be watching Minnesota. Period. I guarantee you any coach worth his salt is going to already have cut-ups ready to go of Minnesota. So the guys who really truly want to be a champion, the preparation starts right now. When nothing's going on, integrity, who you are when nobody's watching. So if this team can pull together, get behind Jeff Sims now. Jeff Sims, the guy. Get behind Jeff Sims. And and and, and hopefully they don't need coaches to go out there and compete against one another. They don't need people to tell them, oh, let's go run the stadium steps. They don't need someone to tell them, let's go get in a second workout. Super important right now to get bigger, stronger, faster, smarter. Jeff Sims should be throwing with every receiver. Like, like what I would like to see is, and I, again, what I would like to see is Jeff Sims out on Memorial Stadium with 10 receivers throwing all of the route tree. That has nothing to do with the coaches. Because what that shows is leadership. If you're able to get your teammates to go out on the hot Thursday, we're going to catch 100 balls or we're going to catch 50 balls apiece. If he's the only quarterback throwing 50 balls to, uh, to, to, to 10 receivers, that's 500 passes. You're working on what your weakness is. Jeff Sims' weakness is not running the ball. He showed us that. His weakness might be, if you if he had one, is maybe getting the ball in tight spaces. So you work on it. This is the time to work. This is not time to go to Virginia Beach, to go to Miami Beach, to go to Jamaica, to go on vacation. <laughs> yeah. Now's the time to work. Get your bodies in the best shape possible so that when – Adversity strikes, and trust me, in the Big Ten, it will. You can handle it when you got to put together a 15-play drive. You're not getting tired. When uh, Iowa is on a 15-play drive and you got your back against the wall in the end zone and you got to stop these guys three straight plays and come up with them just maybe attempting a field goal. See, if you're not in that type of shape, if you don't have that type of mindset, they will never win a championship. You understand, Baki? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And I think Nebraska fans have long uh, kind of felt like you can lose, but just don't get outworked. If we can tell that you're outworked, uh, then there could be some frustration. And so we'll kind we'll, we'll of see about that. Let's get the dances going. We can do a little bit of that. <laughs> we got plenty more to talk about here on The Captain. Uh, of course, uh, there will be a schedule release today, some college football notes. Also, I want to get into it because we've talked a lot about Minnesota. Kind of the difference in feel. What I mean, what we, we all talk about beat Minnesota, but to actually go out there and do that, what would that do for Nebraska and Matt Rule as they open up 
their uh, their time at Nebraska. Certainly did not get off to a good start under Frost. Certainly did not get off to a good start under Riley. So what would that mean? Let's talk about that next. You're on the captain on 93.7 The Ticket.